0: Hashtag SSM Sport Tracks. Big Wave Surfer and founder of a fantastic initiative that's happening down in the Cape, I believe. Frank Solomon joins us. Frank, how's it going?
1: I'm um, great. Thanks for new.
0: Uh, I was joking about the, the big wave surfing when these big storms come through, but is that something you get excited about?
1: Yeah, I definitely get excited about surfing big waves, but yeah, unfortunately, not at the moment, obviously. <laughs> uh, what's the
0: what's the biggest you've done?
1: Um,
0: Probably like 50 foot wave <laughs> in uh in hawaii <laughs> 50 foot what's that in real person's measurements it's hard to say because like surfers are kind of like 50 foot kind of surfers right. kind of
1: like uh, um undersized the waves you know <laughs> so you say it's like 20 foot hawaiian or but in reality it's probably you know
0: 60 foot so
1: it's it's kind of Calling the height is really difficult.
0: <laughs> so it's it's not like like a fisherman whose fish is always bigger than it really is.
1: No, with with surfers, especially and um, other, it's like if you say your wave is the smaller you say it is, then and and it's really big. You know, that's like that uh, makes okay. you
0: kind of like a I don't know. <laughs> 50, 50 foot is fifteen point two four meters. Fifteen yeah, point that two four. That's yeah. that's just short of th- three story high.
1: Yeah, I mean the waves. Yeah, the waves we get around here in Cape Town, Dungeons, Sunset are uh, they're really, really big during the winter, and they are lucky to have them here. with
0: uh, well, those big ones? You get towed out with a with a jet ski, don't you?
1: Um, we uh, yeah, we used to, but people have been pushing it, pushing the limits of paddle surfing the last couple of years, and mm. um, it has to be really, really big and windy for guys to tow. Mostly, guys are paddling in these days.
0: What does it sound like when you're in a wave like that?
1: Oof, that's a great question. You're so focused and in the moment you don't really notice stuff like that. But um, it's when you hear the waves break, if you're patting out, it's, yeah, it's really, really loud.
0: <laughs> it goes through your chest. Eh? Yeah,
1: exactly. It shakes. It really shakes. It's like this loud track kind of. I don't know. It's hard to explain.
0: That's- tons of especially if it's uh, you see i don't know the terminology if it's like a curling way that's tons of water that's just falling in on itself
1: it's millions i mean it's the whole ocean falling in itself (laughs) and i actually saw this incredible video there's like a front-end loader um with a scoop just a scoop full of water and it lifts it up and it drops it down on a car and like flattens the car (laughs)
0: so you can
1: imagine like a 50, 60-foot wave when it breaks down like that, like the force is yeah, unbelievable.
0: So there's there's initiative and there's, there's challenge to get out of the way when you're surfing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <But laughs> yeah. Mission number yeah. one,
0: get out of the way.
1: Get out of the way, 100%. Dive as deep as you can under <laughs> to try and avoid the impact This it lands on you, yeah.
0: Is there a point? I mean, you can't surf it until it hits the beach or however it does. So how do you, how do you end it to go up over the top?
1: Or, you know, you kind of ride the wave until it, and then you ride off the side, you know, like kind of ride it up.
0: Right, okay. You know
1: what's incredible um, to me is that you have, like, at dungeons where you surf, you have this, mm. like, 50-foot wave, it breaks, all that energy is transferred, and then 100 meters further on, it just laps onto the shore. <laughs>
0: it's just nothing. It's just
1: nothing. It's, yeah, it's incredible.
0: What's under the sea when you at, at these places? Is it just sudden shelf of land?
1: Yeah, it goes from deep and then it'll come up into, like, a shallow five, six-meter reef where, you know, the, the wave then, obviously, the the depth change makes the wave break.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's science, isn't it, where the wave is actually as deep as the ocean and then that all that all that water has to go somewhere, so it goes Exactly. Up. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, all right, so big wave surfing. Why big wave surfing, Frank Solomon? Why big wave surfing? Sure.
1: Um um i grew up uh, in heart bale and donna and just kind of grew up life savings from my dad and always obviously learned you know learned to surf from a young age and um i just kept seeing like less and less people out as the waves got bigger and bigger and i felt comfortable and um yeah i just felt comfortable the bigger it got and the bigger it got the less people were surfing so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was just kind of Something that I was drawn to,
0: as opposed to going to Musenberg on a Sunday, you decided let's go a little bit further out right, where nobody exactly, is. Exactly, uh, exactly. Uh,
1: yeah, that's exactly it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, and now, tell us about this new initiative that you've started to to help the young underprivileged kids.
1: Yeah, you know, I grew up in Harpe, and and I had every opportunity growing up. Um, you know, very fortunate and um, privileged, you could say, I guess, to to have access to the ocean and equipment and stuff and. Um, I saw this terrible video of this kid walking down from Hamburg in the Harbour in Haute, walking home and he got stuck in the crossfire that arrived. I don't remember seeing that video. And he got shot in the face multiple times. And I was just, you know, something just, I was, something just changed. And I was like, flip, you know, when I was a kid, I had all these opportunities and I just thought uh, I wanted to give the kids in the community the same opportunities I did growing up. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I, drove up and down the beach, had absolutely no idea what I was going to do, but I felt like I wanted to do something, and three years later, yeah, we have a really really cool organisation, I'm very proud of it.
0: And what do you do? We could, we basically
1: create ocean-based opportunities for the youth, so we have a, a surf program together with Ways for Change, um, we founded a life-saving club, um, and we have an ocean school now together with Parlay where we educate kids um, and youth about the ocean and about the environment and why we need to protect it. How so, does, sorry, uh, how, how does it
0: change the, the young people's lives?
1: So for example, um, one of our guys that when I first initially started, I don't know what, what, a, like how I wanted to do it, but he, I met him on the beach and he was picking up litter. He has EPWP working with the city of Cape Town, earning 90 around the day. Hmm. And I said, you know, I want to serve this life. day like, would you be interested in his name's Chadwin George and he's like, Yeah, that sounds great, you know, I hate my I hate doing this and um uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's young, you know, he's he's twenty three years old and we trained him up to be a lifeguard, um, became a waste of change coach. He's now fast captain captain of Half Day Lifestone Club mm-hmm. and he earns, you know, fifteen thousand Rand a month from the city of Cape Town as a mm-hmm. lifeguard and you know, from from earning ninety Rand a day to having like a great salary with no education you know, I think that's that's how we're going to create uh, opportunities
0: for people. Uh, you you talk about ocean guardians. What do you mean?
1: So, ocean guardians is it's um, a program through our school where we 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 like looking for people and we you know we teaching kids about the environment and we and what, how why we want to protect it. Um, you know, our, our townships and our oceans are so polluted. They are so polluted and. We're trying to instill in these kids a passion for the ocean, for the environment. And, you know, through the groups, we find kids that are more interested in others. And we're trying to create, like, these ocean guardians who can go back into the community and um, kind of inspire the people around them and, and, and start movements, you know, start recycling, start cleaning up a small area. And, yeah, that's why we talk about ocean guardians.
0: And I see you're getting a global network of teachers involved as well. Yeah, we have teachers from all over the world, um,
1: all different countries, all um, yeah, all walks of life, and, and it's been it's it's really it's been like it's been really incredible to see. Uh, I think a lot of people in South Africa don't realize why throwing your rubbish out the window of your car, throwing it on the ground, it seems it's, I think it's an education thing why that is not good. You know, mm, mm. a lot of people don't realize uh, they think oh that's I'm, Someone else is going to pick that up. Um, so we just, yeah, we really feel that if we can try and, you know, change the youth's perception on that, that we can hopefully clean up our environment and the, and the country.
0: Because it lands up in the rivers, rivers land up in the ocean, all the plastic lands in the ocean. Not just,
1: yeah, in the rivers, it pollutes the rivers, so then you lose drinking, you know, clean drinking water. Right. It lands up in the ocean, it kills marine life, and, you know, a lot of these communities, traditional fishing communities and if you're killing mammals and um and fish that you then can't eat like it's you're basically harming yourself you know Mm -hmm. and every second best we take is generated from the ocean so whether you live in Johannesburg and you know you pollute a river which it seems like it just disappears but it ends up somewhere it ends up in the ocean and it's creating this terrible you know damage to our ecosystem
0: yeah, I was bored the other day. Uh, you know, these these little sprites that happen in Johannesburg. If you travel north, they eventually all land up in Shai, Shai which is this beautiful part of the world. But all of Johannesburg's filth lands up in Shai. Shai.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I did this project called Street Surfers, um, where we we went with the guys and you know we collected trash with them. You know the guys that that ride on those boards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I went to some of the places where they live and. I honestly blew my mind. Like how, how filthy some of these places are and how like these guys are living their lives collecting other people's waste. Collecting our rubbish, you know? We just throw it away. It's nothing. You and like, you know, a single use water bottle you you buy it, water at the shop, you drink it once, you throw it in the ground, mm. you throw it in your bin, it takes five, six hundred years to decompose. I mean it's, it's a crazy situation that we're living in right now.
0: Uh, is that the the Red Bull movie you're talking about or is that another movie no
1: this is called Street Surfers okay. uh, yeah check it out it's um, just, I like I haven't spent much time in Johannesburg and obviously there's not too many ways <laughs> but um, yeah, doing this project I you know I, I really I didn't know that places like that existed in the world
0: mm-hmm.
1: places where there's hundreds and hundreds of people collecting people other people's rubbish and then selling that rubbish to try and make some money. You know, it's just it's crazy. Uh,
0: you took them to the ocean for the first time.
1: Yeah, Tabo um, and the two guys that we that we had, um, they'd never seen the ocean before. They'd never left the area that they were in, and we got them a bus down to Cape Town, put them up in an Airbnb in Camps Bay, and mm. man, it was. I took them surfing. It was. I was. Yeah. I was. It wasn't tears. I mean, if you have never seen the ocean, never been on the beach, sure. never seen anything except where you live in, in one of those places, it was, it was eye opening. Mm. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's, yeah, you you kind of told us I see you're still raising money by the way a a buddy for street surfers so we'll talk about that in a moment yeah. uh, it's one of those things where I mean you're obviously a very great person Frank Solomon because you could easily be living the life you could be traveling the world doing the big surf maybe doing a circuit or something and just enjoying the good life It's was it a difficult decision to try and change the world one person at a time?
1: <laughs> no I think uh, I don't think it was thanks that. That's very kind of you. I don't feel like, I don't feel that way. Um, <laughs> I think that, that pursuit is, it's quite a selfish pursuit, you know, it's just you trying to chase waves, trying to chase Instagram followers and photos. And, mm. you know, like it, it's meaningless in a way. It, it doesn't really serve any purpose except me trying to go do this thing. you know. And I was looking for something to try and, you know, have some meaning in my life, I guess. And, um, yeah, it's been a great. It's been a great lesson. It's been. It's been incredible.
0: Uh, are your your peers, your surfer peers, getting involved as well?
1: Um, yeah, a lot of them are. Um, I've got a great team of people that are helping me now, and um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. Like, I've never, <laughs> <laughs> I've never run like an NGO before, and like we have uh, four employees now, and. Yeah, like I, I really have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm just kind of taking it day by day and learning as we go along. And I think the biggest lesson was just to start. I had no mm. idea what I wanted mm. to do. I wanted to do something. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to start the thing and see what happens. And that was that was a great lesson.
0: What's that saying? Every journey begins with one step.
1: Exactly. Wow. I think that, honestly, was the biggest lesson. Like, uh, I just decided to do something and then did it. and And then, you know, I could have thought about it for years about it. Mm. And then nothing would have happened. So that was a great learning, uh, great lesson that I learned.
0: Uh, I want to come back to the big storm. Obviously, uh, it's it's a really terrible thing that's happening. But how long will it take these big waves to come down your way?
1: I don't think that those cyclones are really. It will be hard for it to bend around uh, the Cape uh, of Good Hope. Yeah, it will be more uh, Durban and the the east coast. I'm not sure that we will see much of a cave down here in
0: Cape Town. Okay. So Bluff would be the place to be after <laughs> the, <after> the <laughs> weather's game.
1: Exactly, yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, Frank, Solomon, keep on doing your thing, and hopefully we'll see another movie come out. And, and yeah, keep us entertained. Yeah.
1: Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. You can check out what we do at SentinelOceanAlliance.org, and, yeah, check out Street Surfers if you haven't. Um, and, yeah, hopefully... Don't throw your rubbish on the floor, everyone. (laughs) Try and recycle where you can.
0: Yep. All right. Frank Solomon, thank you very much for joining us, Big Wave Surfer and founder of this fantastic new school that's happening out in Half Bay. Good luck to you.